welcome, 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 welcome back to another lovely episode of Chew the Bible. Today we're going to be reading Genesis 9, but before we do that, hmm, I'm going to start out with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you. You are so good. I can't say that enough can't say that enough, God. You are so good, and I look forward to the day when I'll be able to give you the biggest hug ever and see you face to face. And until that day, I just pray that I would see you face to face in all the ways you choose to communicate to me and to your children, anyone listening, God. I just pray right now, lift up that young man, um, that I just met at the gas station. I pray that he would just really, really, really just know you, God, as a good father, as a gracious father, and a kind father. I pray for anyone that is on the fence about their relationship with you, God, because they've seen so much religion. They've just been church attenders their entire lives. I I know what that's like. I've been a church attender my entire life. But there's a difference between having being a church attender and having a relationship with you God there's a difference between religion and relationship so God and rules and relationship God revival breakthrough starting with those of us who call ourselves Christians the nominal Christians the hardcore Christians I don't care whoever label where's the label of Christian who's professes you as a Lord and Savior I just pray that there be a revival in your house first and it was spread to the rest of the world I look forward to this word. I pray that give me the words to say that they would um, just really land on someone's heart, God, on all the people's heart that listen to this and they'll be transformed and made new. God, you're a good father. I can't say that enough. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, so... What is going on? What is going on? So, yeah, birthday is exactly tomorrow. It's your boy's birthday. I wish I had, like, one of those, uh, those little blow things that people use at parties. Like a little horn thing. I don't know. A little cheap. I don't even know. Gazoo thing. I don't know what you even call them. And then, you know, it shoots out the little paper thing. I don't know. I wonder who invented that thing. It was some dude that just had tons of time on his hands. But I envy you guys like that. Anyway, even though you shouldn't envy. Alright, this is going in a weird direction. Yeah, so your boy's birthday is tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm excited to hang out with some cool people. And some cool Christ, other Christians, pretty much every there one there as far as I know is a Christian. If you don't have any Christian friends, I promise you, whenever I have prayed that God was send godly Christian people in my life, he has always answered. So say that prayer. That's one of the first things. I feel like that's the thing I was just talking to this young lady friend of mine about this very topic, how the body of Christ is meant to fulfill these areas that we are longing for that we God put a God put a God-sized hole in all of our hearts 
that can only be filled by him, but it's actually felt. I, it's felt by the body of Christ. And when the body of Christ is, is when one part is hurting, we all, all of it hurts. And when one part, when people aren't walking in their gifts and talents that God has given us to be encouragers, to be exhort, exhortation and speaking prophecy and words and knowledge into one another and you name it, just even simple, the gifts of helps, the gifts of helps and hospitality. And so many of us are seeking these things. We're seeking this God-sized hole to be filled by money, sex, drugs, relationships, marriage. And it's like, no, God is our bride. Like, there is no marriage in heaven. It's like God is our spouse. And so don't be, it's, we got we to gotta do our best to not be married to the things of this world. When, when Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me, he meant it. It's it, it was more of a command than a suggestion. That's my new phrase for the year. Taking up your cross and following Jesus was more of a command than a suggestion. So. But it's he I feel like I don't know, I gotta go back and read that exact scripture, but I feel like my personal feeling is that he didn't command it because you have to do it out of the willingness of your heart. When the Bible, when he says, love the Lord, heart God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself, you do that out of your heart, out of a place of humility and love. So anyway, is there anything else going on that I want to say or need to say or need to bring up? Oh, so I go to this Bible study group on Wednesday nights. And I is interesting because we started we talked about uh, elijah today i'm going to be talking about elijah and elijah and elisha and in first kings chapter 17 i think is where it starts the story of elijah and it starts out is elijah's out in this like desert wilderness area and god sends a raven to him to feed him in a brook or some water that opens up and providing for a few days, God is feeding him with a raven and a brook of water or whatever. And then he, so I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to do a whole word study at some point and just look up all the areas where ravens are talked about in the Bible. I know in a lot of mythology books, ravens are seen as like a bad omen or uh, I was reading that sometimes like ravens often accompany prophecy so it means that there's something like a serious prophecy that's about to be made so i'm gonna read more about this but i was thinking about it because we talked about in the beginning genesis chapter 8 last yesterday uh there was a raven that god sent out before he sends out sends out the dove yeah ravens are considered unclean animals so it's interesting that god would feed elijah with via an unclean animal all right. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump right into it. We're on Genesis nine. All right, here we go. Genesis nine. I'm trying to get some good like 
background music going on here. Uh, here you go. That'll work, I guess. I can barely hear it anyway. All right, here we go. God confirms his covenant. How long is this one? 28 verses. Not bad. <laughs> God help me. God help me. I was just praying today. I was like, Lord, help me to not view the Bible as just work or as something like school. Sometimes it feels like I'm in school again. It's like, God, I just want to love your word and not view the Bible as like work or something or something on my to-do list or a burden. Sometimes the Bible does feel like a burden, like something I just have to read. And it's like, it shouldn't be that way. I love the word, but I just kind of spooking out for a second. This dude is out here checking his mail at one o'clock in the morning. That's random. All right. Even though nothing in life is random. Is it? Let's see if I know this neighbor. No, I do not know this guy. I don't think I've ever met him yet. I don't know. I can't really see him very well. He is on a skull cap. All right, here we go. God confirms his covenant. Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them. Let me run that back. God confirms his covenant. 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 <laughs> covenant. Covenant. God confirms his covenant. Then God blessed Noah and his sons. This is Genesis chapter 9, by the way. Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. All the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. But you must never eat any meat that still has the lifeblood in it. And I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die. And anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human... For God made... Um, where was I? For God made human beings in his own image. Verse 7. Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. And God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants and with all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is a sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds. And I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the floodwaters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds. Oh, excuse me. I'm tired. Oh, boy. I'm about to go down. I'm going to sleep. Good night, Lord. Yes, yes. All right. Sorry. Excuse me. Verse 15. I'll go back. And I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the flood waters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, Yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant. I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. I got really excited when I said that. All right. Verses 18. Verse 18. Noah's sons. The sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth. What is that? Ham is the father of Canaan. 
From these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground and he planted a vineyard. One day he drank some wine he had made and he became drunk and lay, oh, this is where it gets interesting, and lay naked inside his tent. Ham and the father of Canaan saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed. And may Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth. May Japheth share the prosperity of Shem. And may Canaan be his servant. Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood. He lived 950 years and then he died. Selah. I'll be right back. This is a really interesting passage here. All right. Let's go back like we do. Read a few verses and just talk about whatever God brings to my heart to say. All right. Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Of all the phrases God could have used there, the fruitful and multiply phrase has been used a lot. It's very popular. God could use any words that he wanted to, but he, it's like he did a parallel there of humans are meant to be like, actually almost like you look at the fruits and vegetables and seeds and plants of the earth and they're fruitful and they multiply and we're supposed to do the same thing by having children oh man just imagine what it was supposed to be like before the fall it is interesting yeah fruitful and multiple being fruitful and multiplying without sin imagine that imagine people probably would have had thousands of kids by one wife In childbirth with no pain. Wow, that'd be so cool to see. All right, so. All right, let's keep going. Fill the earth. All the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the animals that scurry along the ground and all the fish of the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. It's wild. I have placed them in your power. It's crazy that animals are supposed to look at us with fear and terror. But just today, there were some dogs... There were some dogs that ran up on me while I was making a delivery, and I was the one with fear and terror. They wasn't them dogs. They were like they wanted to bite me. Um, they were like they look like pit bulls. I don't know what I'm not. I don't know a ton about dogs, but it's like some white pit bulls or something. It was one of them dogs that would bite you. That's what all I knew. 
and they're big enough and they I wasn't trying to figure out if they were friendly or foes. So I just ran in my car. Anyway, but even like cats, whenever I see black cat, nah, I hope no one come out right now. Watch, someone gonna pop out now. But I don't like to see black cats. They kind of like make me flinch a little bit. Rabbits sometimes make me flinch. One of these pop out. Um. Anyway, I don't know. I'm kind of jumpy just being with, but yeah. And he, he, oh, bugs is a perfect example. Like roaches. Oh man, people. Yeah, roaches, mice, rats, people, spiders. We weren't supposed to be afraid of the animals. They're supposed to be afraid of us. It's crazy. All right, keep going. I've given them to you. For food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables, but you must never eat any meat that still has the lifeblood in it. I wonder why. I still I need to look up more of the lifeblood. What what's the significance of that? I need to yeah, look that up. Not right now, but we'll do that another time. Uh what was the significance of not eating something that has the lifeblood in it? And I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die. And anyone who murders a fellow human must die. So where God first starts instituting laws, the basic laws. It's interesting that he starts out on like a few laws. And then later on we get Leviticus because people are tripping. Humans wilding out, man. It starts out with just a few laws here. Don't eat animals with lifeblood in it. If an animal kills another animal, it must die. If it kills yeah, a human being, it must die. If anyone takes a light human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. Life for life. For God made human beings in his own image. Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. It's interesting he says it a second time. Like Why did God say it a second time? Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants and with all the animals that were on the boat. With you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will flood waters kill all living creatures. Never again will they flood destroy the earth. Interesting. Then God said, I'm going giving you a sign. Did I read this already? When I read No More Floods? Oh, uh, no. Nah, yeah, yeah, no, I didn't read that. I read chapter 8. It just, I don't know. Anyway, I'm getting some of this has a little bit of overlap, I feel like. I'm giving you a sign of my covenant with you and all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds and I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will floodwaters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. My stepdad posted a video. My stepdad and mother, my mother and stepdad, they live in Hawaii. And um, yeah, he posted a video of a rainbow and it was the most beautiful rainbow I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was cool because it like it was a. F- Normally, when I'm seeing rainbows, they're kind of just like partial ones. Or this one's very vibrant, and it went all the way from one end to the other. 
and there was almost like a second rainbow above it. It was really cool. It's almost, it was wild. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen, but yeah, rainbows are amazing to me. I almost, that's something else I'm curious in. Like, why did God choose a rainbow to confirm his covenant? Until this day, we still see rainbows in the sky. It's like God just be showing off, man. I feel like God just be showing off. <sighs> God, you're so good. Yes. All right, Noah's sons. The sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father were Shem. I was going to say real quick, whenever I see rainbows, I always also think of just it is no let me know that god is near and to not be afraid there's been times significant times in my life where i was having a hard day and hard time and i see i've seen a rainbow after a, you notice rain, rainbows come after storms so and there's usually like this calm and there's peace in the air and, and and it's just this reminder that god is there and don't be afraid don't fret don't worry like he's he's in control that's what I think of when I think of rainbows. So. Ouch. My head is. The left side of my head is like, oh, it's my head in general. Especially the left side of my head, the back. So tender. I need to, like, for real, go see a doctor. And all these little weird, random, quirky things my body is going through at age 33, I need to get them all checked out. <laughs> so. Anyway, y'all pray for a brother because my body does this weird stuff. Like right now, my top of my head is like tender. I don't know. Anyway, tender. No, I ain't gonna say that. All right, Noah's sons. The sons of Noah. Oh, this is where it gets juicy. I cannot say the word juicy without thinking like two songs, but I'm not gonna sing them. Ah, this was so hard. I'm like a walking ju jukebox. This, I have a song for everything. All right, like, and I just don't listen to a lot of the music I used to listen to. And yeah, sometimes I'll like have a song pop in my head. It's like, nope, I ain't gonna sing that. <laughs> All right, we keep going. Uh, we'll save the topic of music for another day if we get on that. I'm sure it's gonna come up somewhere in the Bible. Noah's sons. All right, juicy. The sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. I think it's Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. From these three sons of Noah come all the people who now populate the earth. Wow, all the people. That's a lot of, you know what? They populated the whole earth with these three, from these three dudes. They populated the whole earth. Crazy. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground and he planted excuse me, he planted a vineyard. One day he drank some wine. One day he drank some wine he had made and he became drunk and lay naked inside his tent. It's interesting that he planted a vineyard. All right, and then he gets drunk and was naked. Mm, come on, Noah, you know better. I'm gonna need you to do better, Noah. <laughs> and uh, I 
Mike would probably do something similar. After everything, he probably was like, I can just imagine Noah after the boat, being on the boat all that time and all the mental health stuff that was going through Noah's brain. He needed a therapist after that. And then it's like God actually did what he said he was going to do. I'm sure it blew his mind. He just like, and I've seen all those people die. Because we, like, when we think of the story of Noah's Ark, I'll think of, like, very just, like, this, I don't know. I think of just, like, this little gentle little story and cool little story. It was like, nah, that was probably a lot of work. Him building that boat, hearing from God, seeing some of the people that died, might, he might have been friends with or cool with. Like, I imagine he knew some of these people. And just imagine if people you even if you ain't friends with like acquaintances, like imagine all these people being wiped out and all that's left is your and he had to be on a boat with his family. Oh, I couldn't imagine being on a boat with my mama. Or I love my mom. Let me take that back. I love my mom. But that long 150 I'm like people, period. My family, I don't care who you are. That's a long time to be on a boat with some people, some stinky animals, and then gets off the boat, God does what he says he's gonna do. I'm sure he was scared, like, is God going to really come through? And he does, and then he's just like, all right, I need a drink. <laughs> and he drank, he got drunk. He got, no, nah, I ain't going to say that. But it's like, he got wasted. He got wasted. And, yes, passed out, naked. Oh, man. All right, and then, all right, here we go. That's where it gets more interesting. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked, and he went outside and told his brothers. Mm, come on, Ham, you know better. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, and backed into the tent to cover their father. I'm curious, anyone listening, which brother will you have been? In every family, there's always, uh, there's always a Ham that's going to go out there. Even people use that word, Ham, like acting out, of, you know, somebody that's... But this is different, a little bit different. There's always that person that's going to do the naughty thing they ain't supposed to be doing. Like, oh, look at mom, she butt naked, or dad, look at dad, he's butt naked. And go tell the brothers, like, go embarrass dad. Or just, yeah, just no filter. No, uh, what is the word? No modesty. No, yeah, anyway. There's, there's a ham in every family is my point. And there's always a Shem and a Japheth. So then Shem and Japheth took a robe. They did the right thing, held it over their shoulders and backed into the tent to cover their father. They, could, they, didn't even, they were too ashamed, not ashamed, but they, were, they knew better than to even look at their father, look upon their father's nakedness because it was a shameful thing. But Ham was like, no big deal. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. Wow. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of the servants to his relatives. So I encourage y'all to go look up. There's a chart on this. Like type in, if you type in Shem, Ham, and Japheth um, descendants and type in chart on Google, it will show you where the different is believed that the different parts of our world come from so it's believed that like muslims the nation of all the yeah muslims came from the descendants of ham which i'm not gonna get into right now but that is a good discussion to have for later and then like 
I forgot the other different parts came from like Eastern Eastern Asia came from like one of these other groups. And then, yeah, the children of Israel, the Israelites came from Shem, I think. Anyway, yeah, go look up the chart. When Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Interesting that the son was cursed because of what his father did. Mm, it's wild. Then Noah said, may the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed. And may Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth. May Japheth share the prosperity of Shem. And may Canaan be his servant. Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood. He lived 950 years and then he died. So yeah, we see some order there. The blessings that are handed out. This automatic blessing. I don't, I don't know the age order of Shem, Japheth, and Japheth and uh, Ham. I maybe I will look at that up. Look that up real fast. Ages of like who was the oldest? Shem, Ham, and Japheth. How old was Shem? Okay, it isn't saying specifically who is the oldest, the birth order. Uh, somebody wrote a whole article about this. Japheth was Noah's oldest son, born when Noah was 500 years old. When was Shem born? Shem was Noah's son, second son, born when Noah was 503 years old. And so, how old was... I don't know, I have to look at this, look at this more. Because birth order plays a huge role throughout the Bible. Who is the oldest? And it would be interesting to see, yeah. Because he says even here that the younger will serve the older or something. I can't remember. I don't know, what does it say here? What did it say? And then Noah woke up and said, uh, he said, may Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Hmm. It doesn't really say birth order age. I got to look up that more later. But anyway, Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood. He lived 900. That's a long time to live. 950 years. Then he died. What? I wonder what he was doing in those other 350 years. Wow, this is interesting. This is very interesting, all of this. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. I'm so tired. My brain is gone for the night. Um, so, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for the listeners. I thank you, Lord, that you are always, always, always watching over us, keeping us, surrounding us, keeping us. A, I pray that we put on the whole armor of God tonight and tomorrow. Going into what well, we'll say today because it's one twenty-five in the morning. <laughs> Technically one twenty-one. Anyway, Lord, we put on the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit. Thank you, God, that you're always leading us, guiding us, surrounding us with your angels. Each and everywhere that we go, 
I look forward to continuing to see your amazing grace and all that you're going to continue to do. And not just my life, but the life of so many other people who call on you as our Lord and Savior. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. I'm going to figure out a song to play, and then I'm going to shut it down, go to sleep. Take care. God bless. All right. I was going to play a Maverick City music. Oh, no. This song is nine minutes long. No, we're not going to do that one. Uh, Let's do something a little shorter. I was going to play something in Portuguese, but... That's a long song. What is uh, this here? Shooting the time I'll find a song to play. I, the one other song would have been done. Here we go. This is a good one. Danny Goki. Here we go. Tell your heart to beat again. Bam. Yeah, here we go. Enjoy. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, God. 
Crazy guy was gonna play his other song called Heart Problem by by Triple E. But I was like, you know, we already did some rap songs the last couple nights. Let's go and switch it up to something something else. So something a little more soothing. Like a lullaby a little bit. So anyway, I hope somebody was encouraged by that song. Tell your heart to beat again. I think that's how the song goes title of it anyway by Danny Goki great guy great singer anyway God bless y'all have a wonderful wonderful night and or morning day I just whoever's listening to this I love you thank you for listening and at some point we may meet in person who knows well we will if you love Jesus and he's in your heart we will. We'll meet in eternity in heaven. So, and you'll be like, hey, I actually listened to your podcast all the way to the end. I used to love the songs you played at the end. And yeah, that's going to be an interesting conversation. Anyway, all right. God bless you. Take care. Talk to you later.